Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the next episode of the Sled Send podcast or Sled Send episode. Uh, Sled Send. What are we? What are we calling this? Sled, sled talk? talk. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think sounds better? I think Sled Talk sounds all right. Sled Talk. Yeah, I all like right. that. Episode three of Sled Talk. So, um, yeah, this next episode, I have a another another good buddy of mine and writing partner that's on the show today. His name is Cody. Hoffbauer, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to have you on the show, dude. So, um, who are you? Oh, well, I'm Cody Hoffbauer, and I tell you what, I'm excited to be here right, right now, honestly. <laughs> are you? Yeah, oh yeah. First time on a podcast or oh, even in yeah. front of the camera, yeah? Yeah, yeah nope. I'm, uh, so, I'm from Hermiston, Oregon. I grew up, actually, in this little town called Ukiah, Oregon, um, and I've, Ukiah, Oregon is where I work. I'm a logger and wildland firefighter. So that's what I'm doing when I'm not sledding. So come the right time of year, we shut down everything. So I have time to ride all winter long every weekend. So I get Seasonal blessed with that. Baby. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I get blessed with that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what do you ride? I ride a 2021 Articat Hardcore Alpha. Um, so far, I love the sled. Um, it gave me some trouble last year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Definitely it did. gave me a lot of trouble last year. I, uh, I do like to hit trees. It's very attached to trees. I mean, you got to give it, it's a kitty cat. It mm-hmm. likes trees. Yeah. So, uh, definitely hit a few of those. And I had some problems with the air box, the location of that sucking in a lot of snow, a lot of snow could not get any power killing the sled all the time, but we got that figured out later season yeah. and it was actually turned out to be a pretty good season. So was I time. wonder for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, comment below if you ride the same sled and have had a similar problem, because if they have, and maybe somebody's watching this and hasn't solved it, yeah. right. If they comment on us, yep. we can give them the solution for what you found to fix that problem. Yes. I remember that happening to you several times. Yep. It was unfortunate. Yep. And it was really irritating it was because when it would happen, it was always in the best like environment, right? That one day at Catherine Creek when it was super fucking deep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and the best the best scenario that it happened in is in McCall, Idaho. Mm. It was some of the deepest snow I've probably ridden in my entire life. Everybody right. who was there agreed, and my sled only ran good one day, and that was the last day we were there. The rest of the time, I was stuck to the trail, and I could not ride that deep powder in that. Oh, man, that kills a guy. So frustrating. That kills a guy. Right. Yeah. Well, and so, like, what I was talking to Tom, who we had on the last episode, it's like we only have three or four months, maybe five, to do this sport that we love more than anything yep. else, right? And so, like, every single day that we have this opportunity, it's so important to make it, you know, the best that it can be. And so when things happen like that, like, sure, it's just part of the process. It's part of the sport. Like, shit fucking happens. But at the same time, it's it really emotionally, like, dampens you. You know, it's a oh, yeah, huge it, it puts you It puts you in a state of mind that isn't fun to be in that's for sure <laughs> i can tell you that yeah 
Yeah, I yeah. remember when you guys went to McCall because you guys had invited me, but that was the one time that I was down in fucking Texas. Yeah, and you missed out. I will admit that. You missed out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a good was time. Watching You guys were fucking sending me videos and watching everything on social. Like, I was, yeah, I was I'm pretty sure all the videos we sent you, all you could see was us floating through the snow. Just you your even, helmet. Yeah, you couldn't even, even see our sleds. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that was, that was epic. So, so yeah, so you grew up in Ukiah, and how long have you been riding sleds? Oh, I've grown up on them. My, my dad rode them his whole life, and I, I mean, since day one, really. Uh, first sled I hopped on was a old 600 Mount Cat, and yeah. uh, I rode that for actually a very, very long time, and then switched to an 800 Mountain Cat and had that for a few years. And then this is my first brand new sled, is this 21 Alpha. And uh, it's a whole different experience on a new sled. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, the, the sled does help the rider a lot. Yeah. I will admit that. Yep. Yeah. And from being on an old Articat to a new one, it made me a lot better rider than I used to be. Sure. Well, and it just makes you appreciate having, you know, new stuff. Oh, even yeah. that much more, right? Yeah, yep. But it's good because it allows you, because of the fact that you grew up on those older sleds and you know what that riding is like, like it allows you to respect and be, you know, even that more grateful. Yep. Um that you were able to grow up on those kind of sleds and now you're on this new one and it yep. makes it that much more fun. Oh yeah. Um and I, so go ahead. Oh, I like to I like to tell people who want to like get into snowmobiling, sometimes it's not bad to start on an old sled because that's going to get you a lot more set up to get on a new sled and go places you've never been before. In my opinion, that's my sure. opinion. If you learn if you can learn on an old sled, oh, you can ride a new sled no problem. Right. That's that's like kind of my mindset about it. Well, and then you have to take into consideration, too, that while you're learning, right, like, <laughs> you're more likely to fuck things up, right, wreck and do, do yep. all that kind of gnarly stuff. But that's what teaches you, right? And so it's exactly. so much better to to be able to do that on an older sled yeah. versus jumping straight on a, on a new one, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, you can go pick up a $1,600 sled and not have to worry about it getting too messed up. Right. Might a little well. tougher too. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little yeah. tougher. Yeah. So might as well make those mistakes and, and learn from those mistakes on an older, you know, less expensive, yep. piece, you know, sled. Um, so do you have any plans as far as, uh, any kind of mods that you're going to do? Um, well, I, do? I plan on the ice, ice age elevate kit for my sled this year and, uh, definitely doing the tunnel cut and everything because I would really like to learn the hop overs a lot better, bow ties, everything else. Sure. Um, and then uh, I have a little surprise this year oh. going into the sled. Oh, I've boy. Very, I've, very, I've mentioned to very many people, but yeah. definitely with the Speedworks Supercharge kit. So we're going instant boost this year. Oh, my God. Really? We're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Iffy about it, but it's going to be a good time. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> exciting. I didn't even know that. I guess I'm just going to hit trees a little harder. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's exciting, man. Yeah. So, what do you what do you have in it right now? Is the stage because I'm you know uh, right Blair's now, guy. I'm not too familiar oh, with yeah, the speedwork right, stuff. Right now, I have the uh, speedwork stage two kit in it. Okay. So it's the head and everything else, and then the whole Y pipe can and everything. Right. That's what's in it right now, and that's pretty much basically what the speedworks supercharge kit comes with. Is all that? So all I'm missing is the supercharger. So, got it. Yep. But you've already got that here. ordered and oh, on yeah. its way. Oh, or? she's already here. Oh, have you put it in yet? No. Oh, that you is, need some help with that. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm contacting some guys at Ride Articat sure. to see if I can get help with okay. that. So definitely not something I want to do alone. Yeah. No. Because, yeah. Sure, but then I definitely do need process. to do a wrap as well. So okay. I know if, I know you'll be able to help me with that one. Yeah. Right totally. One hundred percent. 
Nice. Do you yeah. have any? Have you messed with the with the Arctic FX website? Come oh, up with little designs bit. or ideas. Uh, a little or bit, a couple ideas, but I need to sit down and actually like do it. Yeah, yeah. So, and earlier you had mentioned maybe um, some bars. Cheetah oh bars yeah, or? yep. Nope. The Cheetah Factory Acing bars. I'd like to get a set of those. I was thinking hot pink goes with oh. nothing with the design of the sled that I'm going to do with it, but I just I just like hot pink for some reason. Dude, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I fuck with hot pink too, uh, kind of. I mean, typically it's all black everything for me. Um, but I do like when you have something very small that is a total opposite color than everything yep. else. Like, I think it's a good addition to the well, I completely look. match, and, I, you know, I got that just a little bit ago there from uh, Thomas Mabbitt. Why, why do you have to completely match, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I totally agree with that. That's not my first go-to. I mean, as you know, my sled is totally black. Yeah. But, um, but um, I also wear all black clothes. My yeah. truck's all black, like all black everything. But yeah, It kind of works out. Um, it is what it is. But I, I think that'll be a great addition. I think that'll yeah. look pretty slick. Yeah. So um, obviously you're getting super excited for the oh, season. I'm, I'm getting absolutely pumped. <laughs> <laughs> and so you were just up in Ukiah working today, and there was some white stuff on the ground, yes? Oh, yeah. There was like about three inches up there. Yeah, and that's yeah, not yeah. even the first time it snowed up there. Yeah. So that, that gets a guy antsy. I guess totally. It's a guy real antsy. Well, and I think it was, what, probably, I don't know, two weeks ago? When that huge storm hit California, they got like four feet. And oh, I sent yeah. that screenshot of Mount Adams getting dumped on yep. to the group. Yeah. No, yeah. that got me pumped. Oh, that got me pumped. Gosh, that's yep. crazy. But that's like, that snow tail is like right fucking, I don't, I don't think it's at the top of the Mount Adams, but it's damn near. I think it's close enough. It's it's definitely something we're going to have to learn how to, I, I, I don't know. Every time we've looked at that map, that snow map, to go there to ride, yeah. I think we have always missed the storm just just a little, couple days later, right. a few days early. Right. But Well, and so speaking of Mount Adams, we have a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you've been, because you went before me yep. the time that, that you and I went, and so you've been a total of twice there? Oh, three, I've. More, oh, way more than that. Nope, I've been there a total of four times. Okay. Yeah, yep. Okay. So the, the time that we went, we thought it was going to be good snow. Oh, we thought it was going to be like one of the best days. But it it was Bluebird. I do give it that. It was Bluebird. That yes, was awesome. but the snow. There was a ton of snow, but it was fucking hard. I don't. I don't know if you'd consider that snow or ice. <laughs> it was rock Dude. hard, <laughs> and it was brutal too because like that was you know all the things that I've done to my sled at that time. The one thing that I didn't have was fucking ice scratchers. Oh yeah, no, I yeah I remember your and so yeah. I was overheating. Yep, a ton, and then the front, uh, the front shock the bolt came out of the rails yeah remember and my fucking well, shock and, came in the high facts were melting and the high facts were oh melting. they were melting bad too that wasn't a good deal no. it was terrible it was so it was miserable because and the other side of it was that place you know that was my first time there and it was incredible the views oh, yeah. were amazing we were way up on top you could see across the mount hood like you, you, you could see, see all of across oregon i mean you, i yeah. mean yeah you're over in washington but you can see yeah everything yeah yeah and so that made it just that much worse for me because it was so incredible and then my sled was just like fucked well your sled wasn't even the only thing that was happening that day we had both the new art cats that uh, that alpha rail is only good for so much it don't yeah. keep snow in the track right so i think my old man and i were stopping probably every i don't know 30 yards or so <laughs> if we got lucky yeah. before we had to shut down and cool it off right Right. I mean, they don't pick up any snow, and that's with ice scratchers down and everything. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was just a – it was a, a fun trip to go experience all that. 
Um, but at the same time, it was, yeah. it kind of sucked. It was a learning curve that day. 100%. Yeah. I mean, because yep. after I got back from that, I tore the sled apart and I found the problem and I got it fixed and I haven't had the issue since. Yep. Um, and it's funny too, like on a side note here, but at one time that we were up in Catherine Creek and my sled kept dying. I don't know if you remember that. No, I, I, was yeah, having nope, I remember that. Problems. And so what it actually was, I had taken it into Lexington, into the Polaris dealership for them to look at it and stuff. And on my throttle cable, there was a little nut that was loose. It was off. And so it was fucking up the computer system. Oh. And it was shutting it off. I, yeah, it wasn't that. That what, that was one of the things uh, Kobe was saying, wasn't it? When we were up on the mountain there? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it was down, you know, I don't know all the specifics or whatnot. And some mechanic that wasn't even working on it, he just, like, happened to walk by and just fucking saw it. It was the weirdest fucking thing. It's like, oh, hmm. well, this, I don't think this is supposed to be like this and fixed it. Well, and so... The sad part about it is that after I got that fixed, I haven't even ridden the sled. So I don't even know. Like, I know it works, but I haven't even gotten to, like, actually ride it without having the problem. But the second part of that was that when they plugged the computer into my sled, I, from, a lot of it was from the Mount Adams trip. And then part of it was on the halfway trip, too, because I still didn't have eye scratchers, right? And getting all the way back up to halfway. No, that's I just a long to trail ride. I had 140 or 160 separate items where the computer had uh overheated sensors i don't know i'm fucking up the correct verbiage for this but where the computer comes on and and the the little triangle comes on where it's too fucking hot and it oh yeah fucked. i had like 140 of those oh i you know i can't even tell you how many my sled <laughs> might have i'd be concerned to look at that honestly <laughs> it's got so hot so many times oh. and i have i have like 970 miles on that thing in one year Oh my I can tell you how many times it overheated, dude. Yeah, it was it was not good when he plugged that in. He was like, "Holy fuck!" And I was like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> is not good." So he like cleared it, did his computer thing or whatever, and fixed that, and it's been good ever since. And I bought some eye scratchers. There you so go. I put them on, and then I put the sled away. So I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even fucked with it since <laughs> I put them on. Um, but hopefully, we should not have that problem for me this year. So that'll be. That'll I don't be think it'll be a problem unless but, it was elevation, like it had something to do with the elevation. Sure. Then, but other than that, then I don't think so. Yeah. So, so Cody, going into this year, like what's, you know, what are the, what's the one big thing or a couple of little things that, you know, based off of how everything happened last year, like, where's your mindset as far as like internally, what you want to specifically work on or achieve or get better at? So like, is there something specific or is it just everything or like, what's, what's in your mind? Well, you know, I'd like to work on actually being able to like do something my other buddies are doing and not like get a little hesitant because as soon as I get hesitant, that's when my mind messes with me the rest of the time. But if I just go for it, it usually ends up working out sometimes not the best <laughs> of ways, but sure. it does work out. Yeah. And I, I would like to work on that. One of the biggest things, not like all these tricks and other stuff like that. I sure. just like to work on not being so hesitant with some sure. things. Building up the confidence. Yes. Yeah. Building up the confidence. But when it comes to like doing cool shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like to, I'd like to learn how to bow tie. I'd like to learn how to hop over really well. Um, cause everything that I attempt this year looks really sketchy. Sure. It's like what I'm trying to do. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot to work on, I guess, but right. confidence is definitely one of the biggest ones yeah. I need to work on this year. I uh, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you too. And, and, um, so do you remember when we were up at halfway and, 
Thomas Probably left us. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom left us. That's all um, I remember because I, I was left with a pack of wolves being the players, yeah. and I was the only Arctic cat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was totally. left. I was l- left lone kitty out there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So for you guys listening, you have to go back to the last episode. We had Tom, and he and he shared his side of that story. Um, pretty funny. But, um, yeah, there was one of the shoots where you – and Kobe both climbed it and encouraged me to climb it. And it's that was like the gnarliest thing I've ever fucking done. It was right. A, well, that was a gnarly shoot. That and was a so gnarly shoot. I get all the I have it on GoPro. I have it all filmed. And I get all the way up to the fucking top. And there's a small little cornice. And if I had just blipped the throttle a little bit, I would have got over it. But I didn't. And I like rolled the sled I take, way I, up there at the fucking top. I, I take that as a win, though, because the, the front skis got onto the very top. <laughs> right there is when it stopped. <laughs> it tipped over. Just and we're like, like in slow oh, motion. fuck. And we're like, hold on. Kobe's yeah. up there yelling, hold on, yeah, hold yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it rolled a couple times, and I'm like, it was fucked. It's all on video. Maybe we'll post it. But um, I posted some of it. But uh, anyways, I was able to get the sled collected and, and get back down. And, but then, so talk, talking on the topic of fear and building the confidence, right? So like, I remember being at the bottom of that. And in my mind, I knew that like, all right, Tyler, I've, you've never done anything like this before. This is gnarly. Like, and for me, like in the sled that I have and the sled that you have and the sled that Kobe has, like all of those sleds are super fucking capable of achieving that. Right. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it only came down to the rider and the skill set. Well, right? it, well, for the most part, because that I was hesitant to go up at first too, because that shoot was definitely, definitely meant for a turbo sled. And so that <laughs> is why I was hesitant before I went up too. but I know our sleds were more than capable of sure. getting to the top. Mm-hmm. It was definitely meant for that turbo sled because I mean, he is just like a cakewalk for him. Right. No, nothing. He putted right on that thing. <laughs> at the very top, I struggled a little bit, yeah. and I, I got lucky to get to the top of that shoot. Sure. So, I mean, for somebody who not who did not do that and got to the same point I did, that was very impressive. Yeah. Well, dude, I just remember, like, sitting at the bottom of that and, like, having to give myself a pep talk. And in the moment, what I came to realize was, like, yeah, sure, you know, you have that voice going in your head, and you have that fear, and you have the questions and the doubt and all that kind of stuff. Um and the last thing that went through my mind and what made me push forward was like, if I don't choose to face this fear, I never have the opportunity or chance to overcome it. Right. Exactly. And so I have two choices. One, I stay right here and I stay in this quote unquote comfort zone and I don't push myself. And that will haunt you. 100%. percent will haunt you. will haunt you oh, and yeah. the regret too. Yep. Right. Like even just something as small as like going home on the ride back and having the regret of like, well, all my buddies went up there, but I didn't. You know, and, and, and not to be like, you know, the whole comparison thing and, you know, doing everything that your buddies do and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like we all want to push each other to become better riders, right? It's part of the passion that we share is like why we fucking snowmobile in the first place. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because that was something in real time for me that happened where, you know, that's what helped me push to that next level. Right. And so then once I got up there and I did that. And I got back down safely. It allowed me to process in my mind the next time I go and do that, what I need to do correctly. Yeah. Yep. Because it taught me what I did wrong. So I learned from it. And so now I know what to do the next time I go up. Now I will say I didn't go up again (laughs) right after (laughs) that because I had the fear in me and I was scared. And, you know, I was so scared of the sled just fucking just 
Oh yeah, you know? no. After that happened too, I didn't even take mine back up that <laughs> one. I, I, I was going up the other side there, and yeah. I was just going off the corner yeah. where the other guys were the whole yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. I know I seen that, and I'm like, yeah, I almost did that. So I'm just gonna avoid that situation for right now. Yeah, 100. Yeah, no. Halfway was incredible. It was another amazing day. Bluebird. Oh yeah. Incredible snow. Incredible and, terrain. And there in halfway, we there was so much that we didn't touch either. And the small portion that we did was absolutely breathtaking. 100 percent yeah so definitely have to plan a trip or multiple trips back there I know oh yeah kobe there will that's like his all-time favorite place to go but that's also it is slowly turned into my all-time favorite it, place as it. well until mount adams is a close comparison if we can just catch her on a good day yeah i mean there's tons of stuff to do there oh, that we there, oh there's touch, tons so. there's tons of well because you've open. experienced a lot yeah no i yep that i did there's shoots i mean there's endless opportunities at mount adams yeah. and it's all like in a big but small riding zone yeah. that makes it awesome for sure yeah and so another place is when we all plan the trip to montana yeah have to go because you've never written in montana correct no i didn't and and this year uh few months two months ago now i went over to sealy lake to visit it actually yep with no snow and uh, it got me really pumped for this year because that is a mm-hmm. place that I want to go. Dude, Sealy's sick. Oh, yeah. Sealy's badass. Yeah. Yeah. I Everything grew up I've 30 minutes from it. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I've never ridden in Sealy, right? We we rode 30 minutes away. Uh, it's a super small town, Ovando, Montana. That's where I where I grew up. But um, 100% you're going to have to go with us. Um, you, you know, you want to hear something that I heard while I was over there? Really yeah. off topic. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Super off topic. So I think it was Orvando or somewhere over there. Ovando. Ovando? Is that what it's called? (laughs) My my apologies. My apologies. Ovando. (laughs) So we were over there in Missoula hanging out, and uh, there was something about a a lady camping out in in the uh, post office yard. Yep, the biker from California. Yeah, she was camping out there. Mm -hmm. The grizzly bears there, I, I guess I heard they fly all their troubled grizzlies there, all the ones that have had pr- problems or encounters with people around that area mm-hmm. and she was camping out in that uh little area or whatever you want to call it middle of the day and got attacked do you know yeah. anything about that yeah i do because really? a really good friend of mine was the first responder really yeah so that's okay. right in ovando it's a population of fucking 64 people i went to school there lived yeah. there for almost 11 years um and i do know the whole story okay and so as far as like that's where they fly in the grizzlies that are you know troubled and whatnot i do not I that's, cannot see that's what i heard from like these that. foresty guys up yeah. there but i wasn't sure so Could that was well off be. topic but i had to know that yeah so yeah. so real quick like we'll we'll go into it um so where Ovando is located, it's on Highway 200, and there is a huge – so there's, it, there's a whole big thing where bikers, you know, bicyclists, not like fucking Harley bikers, right? <laughs> yeah. But bicyclists, like, go through there all the time on their way to wherever. Like, it's part of a stretch that they ride, you know, hundreds of miles or whatever. Yeah. So it's a it's, it's super popular destination for bikers to stop and camp out at. And so what had happened, and not to throw too much shade, maybe this will piss people off or not, but this individual was from California. Um, so that kind of sets the tone as far as like maybe lack of knowledge around bears perhaps. But so yeah. this is what happened, right? So um, they were camping out. It was her. I don't know if she had a husband or not, but there was another, I believe, couple that was camping out beside her in a separate tent. And this is what was kind of fucked up. She had seen the bear 
right? Really? Within, I don't know, 50 or 60 yards, had already seen the bear and just chose to get back in her tent and go to sleep. And so she See, had, like, not- hung her food up in a different place, like, up high or whatever. Um, but she had already seen the bear and still chose to get back in the tent. And so what's interesting, too, is that every single person in that town were all – or I say we – because as if I still live there, but um, everyone is super familiar with grizzlies, right? So oh, yeah. if you had seen a grizzly, like you could have gone and knocked on anybody's door in Ovando and been like, hey, I just saw this bear. But anyways, she chose not to. She saw the bear and um, chose to get back in her tent. And so the bear left and come to find out later, the bear was hurt and its jaw was like fucked up and couldn't eat. Right. So that's why the bear came into town because it was looking for easier access to food because its mm. jaw was fucked okay, up. Yeah, that makes something. sense. I didn't know any of this story. So yeah. That makes and sense. so the bear walked by and ended up going over to somebody's chicken coop and opening it up and killing some chickens or whatever. And the bear came back and came into her tent and killed her. Mm. And so a buddy of mine, um, that I'm really close with. I do a lot of business with and stuff. And he was on the trip, Brian, right? So Brian, his older brother, um, was, he's a firefighter. I, I don't know if he's got like EMT stuff or whatnot, but he was the first responder and walked in to the tent and saw her. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And well. I know he was very emotionally like affected by that as anybody would be oh, seeing yeah, that. Yeah. But no. anyways, yes, that was in Ovando where I grew That's up. what I heard That's about Ovando. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad yeah. I know the whole story now. Sorry yeah. to throw off topic no, here for totally everybody's good. watching. But totally good. Now you know Montana <laughs> Grizzlies don't fuck with them. Uh, do not fuck with them. I'll yeah, say if that you again. If you see one, do don't, don't just get back in your tent and go to sleep. Yeah, definitely go knock on some doors. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. Um. So anyways, yes, that's where that happened. But yes, that's where we would go riding okay. we would go into sealy and stuff and so 100 we will plan that trip thank god bears hibernate yeah no shit um <laughs> no shit um so anyways yeah i was there anything else that you wanted to to touch on or elaborate into oh not so much i think uh i think there's there's a lot more left for another episode i think yeah totally yeah well we're gonna do a whole other episode we're gonna bring tom back in and share some stories and stuff. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Cody, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Totally, man. And you're always welcome back. Um, and so, yeah, we'll wrap this up. Guys watching this on YouTube, appreciate you guys tuning in. Please subscribe to the channel, hit notifications, all that good stuff. Listeners on podcasts, you know, uh, iTunes and Spotify, all that stuff. Go ahead and subscribe and download all that good stuff. Leave comments, everything, because that helps us continue to push forward and release more content and keep doing this for you guys. We surely enjoy it. Oh, yeah, there's there's lots of good stuff to come. 100 There's a lot of good stuff to come. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the, the tip of the iceberg. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so that was Jeff, the master behind the camera and all the audio setup. He just tuned in there and asked you guys to to leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts because that really helps with ranking and stuff and, you know, helps us get the message out there. And so side note, Cody, I talked about this in the first the first podcast, but one of the biggest reasons why we're doing this in the first place, like, yes, I have sleds in and a company and we're all doing writing and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the, the biggest reasoning as to why we're sharing this with everybody else is because 
of that. We want to share this with yeah. other people, right? Like the feelings that we have towards snowmobiling and what it means to us and the passion and introducing new individuals yeah. into our sport and all that kind of stuff. Like the, that's the why passion, we're doing the passion it. of snowmobiling is, is so, so much for me. And I, that, that is a subject I'd love to touch on one of these episodes Let's that I go on forever about. Totally dude. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's a part of like how you breathe. Right, like it's oh, in it's, your blood. It, it, is like, it's so it is a part of your life, one hundred percent, dude. I yeah. yeah. It's a side note. Last thing, we'll wrap this up. But you know, I, I'm sure that you, Tom, every other sledder listening to this, like, um, maybe not to this extreme for me, but I fucking hate summer. One, I just hate sweating. Thank but you. two, like, I just cannot fucking wait to get back on the sled. Like, there's uh, just yeah, nothing no, else in the 100%, entire world. 100%. And there's no fucking bugs to deal with <laughs> in the wintertime. That's my biggest dude. Fuck them go. bugs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally, 100%. So we'll we'll leave it on that note. That's yep. a good one. So we'll go from there. Fuck them bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you guys on the next one.